Oh my God, what's going on everybody? How are you? It's your boy Corey Ryan Forster back in the PTFM studios. That's part-time funny man studios. It ain't officially called that. We actually call it um, Airstream South because of our podcast putting on airs. But for purposes of this, it's the PTFM studios back behind the wheel. Excited to be here. I'm very, very tired, but tired in the most fulfilling and glorious way possible. For those of you somehow that don't know, I just had a child. I thank you all uh, for being uh, patient with me and allowing me to take some time off to be with my baby boy. It's been wonderful. And to all the new subscribers, because for some reason over the past week, we've had 35 new paid subscribers. I don't know why. But I'm not going to question it. I really, really, really appreciate you because the more subscribers I have on this here channel, uh, the more, frankly, time I can spend <laughs> with my son, but while still cranking out the goods for y'all. Today, in today's video, I actually thought that while, while staying on the theme of me having a kid, I would give a couple pieces of advice to anyone that is about to have a kid, advice, things I've learned, and some tips. How about that? And a lot of you may be saying, Corey, you've only been a father for 10 days. What the f can you know? You're right. Uh, I'm going to learn so much more over the next 18 to 25 years. But there have been a couple things that maybe I didn't see coming. Like, you know, you read the baby books. I didn't. You hear other people talking about their babies. I ignored them. Um, but you know, some stuff soaked in, but then there's certain things that you just have to experience it to understand. So let's go through this list real quick, right? Uh, number one thing that I've learned just, well, not number one, number five thing that I've learned. They're in no order. Number five thing that I learned, uh, just when you think you've checked too many times to see if he's breathing, I promise you, you will check 10 more times within the next half hour. Dude, I mean... Granted, I don't know why I'm so surprised. I used to do this with my dog. Like, my dog, when I'd had my dog for 10 years, I still constantly would be like, are you, are you breathing, buddy? And checking his dog pulse and shit. So I don't know why I thought it would be any different with a kid. But it's a lot more different with a kid because as much as I thought that I love my dog, <laughs> like we, we always, everybody that has dogs and doesn't have kids is like, well, they're like my children. And he was. And I love my dog more than anything. And I couldn't conceive at the time that I could love something more. But yeah, he's, uh, <clears throat> God rest his soul, poor sweet little Palmer. He has been dethroned by my son, Bane. I, the love is unbelievable. And because of that, uh, I've ripped myself uh, a new paranoid asshole thinking that there, I, this is too good to be true. He's just going to stop breathing. I know statistically he's probably not, but I'm literally I, like, and this is what's so bad. And I know this is stupid, but like, I'm actually like waking him up on purpose just so that I can see him move and see that he's alive. <laughs> I got to stop doing that shit because. But right now, he's sleeping so much. That's only all he does is sleep because he was a little bit premature. So, like, in his baby brain, he thinks that he's still in the womb or at least that he should be in the womb. So he's just knocked out all day. But, yeah, you are going to check to see if that little son bitch is breathing. Uh, probably, for me, my standard rate is if I'm holding him once every minute. All right? 
Number four thing that I have learned, if they are crying, it is more than likely one of two things. They are hung, they're hungry or they just took a shit and they've got shit on their butt. All right? If you've already fed them, that means check their diaper. If you check their diaper and there's nothing there, he wants to go back to that titty. All right? I'm just telling you. He wants to go back to that titty. Because at this age, you know, you feed him, like he's eating a different amount every time. He's a growing boy. So what would normally, you know, on day two be what he would eat? Dude, it's like quadrupled now. Like even more than that. So probably just a little hungry. Really only a couple reasons that babies cry. Or I, I suppose one of them could be he's trying to take a shit but he can't take a shit. He's constipated. But I can tell you something about my son right now. If I don't know anything else, it is this. He ain't got no problem taking a shit, buddy. He is regular. All he do is shit. He eats. He shits. And uh, because of that, which I really love this whole two-hour uh, feeding window thing, because, and she might be mad at me for saying this, my wife just has her boobies out all day long. All day long like she just like she because she'll feed and she'll have them out and then she'll stop feeding and then she'll just get up and just walk to the refrigerator and i'm like hey baby i'm not complaining but like you know you still got your boobies out we could have company and she's like i'm just gonna have to pull them out in another two hours so i just don't really see the point and i was like okay i get you it's kind of like you know it's it'd be like making your bed at 9 p.m when you go to bed at 11 it's like i'm just about to get back in there you know what i mean so that's a really that's another positive thing is that your wife uh well i say more than likely obviously we're not we're not necessarily the standard couple, but I've seen more of my wife's boobs in the past 10 days than I've ever seen before. And, uh, you know, call me crazy, but I love that. <laughs> I'm a red-blooded man, son. It is good. Keep them titties out, baby. I appreciate you. All right, number three, uh, and this is something that my mom had to tell me, and I'm so glad that she did. Apparently... You can't, if you've got the baby and he's drinking the titty milk out of the bottle, because we're doing both. She's breastfeeding, and then to supplement, make sure he has more, we're also hitting him with a bottle right after that. When he stops sucking on the boob, we go to the bottle. That way we can, because you don't, that's another thing. When you're breastfeeding, there's no way to know how much titty milk he has sucked out of there. You know what I'm saying? Like, my wife doesn't have, like, her titties ain't like a Pyrex dish with measurements on it. Like, we have no idea, and we need him to eat a certain amount because we're trying to get his weight up. So after he sucks on the titties, we're like, well, he has to drink at least this out of the bottle so we know he at least got that much, right? And here's something I learned only yesterday. My mom was over, and I was feeding him with a bottle, and I looked down, and she goes, has he drank all of it? And I go, I go, yeah, he has, but hell, he's enjoying sucking on this bottle, so I'm not going to take it away from him. And she was like, oh, my God, you can't do that because he's just sucking in air, and that's going to make him super gassy, and he's going to be very uncomfortable. And I would have had no idea. I'm certain that most of y'all are smart people, and you did know that. But just in case I'm helping one most likely dumbass man out there, you cannot just let them keep sucking on the bottle. Number two thing that I've learned, the cold air is makes him tinkle, right? So when you, even if your baby has already peed and you go to take off his diaper, nine times out of ten, as soon as that cold air hits his wee-wee, he's going to piss straight up. 
And if that's where you are, you getting hit. I actually haven't been peed on yet. I, I was quick on the draw the first time that happened. I take the diaper off. He starts peeing. I immediately snatch the diaper back, right? My wife, however, has been peed on twice. He peed on her twice in one sitting yesterday. We were changing the diaper. He turned over to the side. He peed, and it got uh, it got all over her like arm, just deuced her sweater. And what's funny is you stop caring about shit like that when you're a parent. Like she sat there in the sweater for like two hours. She's like, I guess I'll go change. <laughs> like, dude, old us. If one of us got pee on us, we'd be like running to the bathroom to change it. But with the kid, you're like, I'm. T- Tired. I don't listen. I'm gonna have to wash this anyways. I don't want to have to wash something else. So we're gonna wear it till it's time for bed, and then I'll throw the PP sweater in the the washer. You know what I mean? And then she got his diaper changed. He farted really loud. She assumed maybe he shit. So we're like, well, this is while we're down here, let's just go ahead and check on that. Pulled the diaper open. His weenie went whoop, pow, right in the neck. Got her right in the neck, not the face. You know, if you had to choose between neck or face, I'd choose neck. So she got off easy, but uh, she got it right in the neck. So cold air, going to make them some bitches pee. And now my number one thing, this is something, it, it is something I learned, um, but it was well, something I realized. I guess that's learning. Um, but, and this is the, this is the biggest tip, excuse me, this is the biggest tip I could give any dude well, no, I mean women too, all right? You know what, dude? I was just doing gender norm shit. In my brain, I was like, why would women have to learn this? They already know how to cook. That's fucked up, Corey, and you got to get better about that. Dudes, women, whatever, if you haven't established yourself as a cook in your family, do so before that baby comes out. And let me explain why. I have established myself as the dominant cook in this home. Everybody here knows the deal. My wife fucking loves it. She can cook, but she doesn't like it. I do like it, and I'm good at it. And she loves that. You know, it's like, well, Corey, you know, he, he does the cooking. Every now and then, if he's tired, I'll do it. But he pretty much does the cooking. Now, A, I never will complain about that because I genuinely love being in the kitchen. Matter of fact, I'm about to start doing some food videos here uh, on this here Substack. But the number one reason that you should establish yourself as the dominant cooker is that cooking, when you have a wife and a child, can be the only break that you get. And it's a guilt-free break, okay? For the record, too, I'm not saying, oh, my God, it's 10 days in and I need to get away from my baby. That's not what I'm saying. But even though I love this little SOB, every now and then it is nice to break away for 30 minutes and just listen to a podcast. You know, catch back up on what's going on in the real world. Just have a teeny tiny break. Not not something insane. Well, like, I'm not going to sit here and tell my wife, hey, I want to leave for 30 minutes to an hour and just walk around the yard. I could, she wouldn't care, but that's not a guilt-free break. I'm still out there when I could be helping out. You know what I mean? Oh, I was also told, and I'm correcting it right now, somebody told me in the comments, don't say helping out, because that implies that it's all the woman's job, and you're just there to lend a helping hand. It's not helping out, it's just you also raising your baby. And I like that. I think that's great. I'm not helping out. I just also am raising my baby. I'm doing what you fucking should do. I'm not doing 
the, oh, he didn't really have to even do anything, so just the fact that he's doing anything is nice. No, it's my fucking boy, too. You know what I mean? But my point is, any break that you get that you're not also helping your family out is not a guilt-free break. But cooking is a guilt-free break because my wife every now and then she'll be laying there with a kid and she's like, baby, I really would love it if you'd make me one of them scrambled egg sandwiches like you make. And I go, yes, ma'am, absolutely, I'm fucking there. And I get to go in there and do something that helps my wife out. Fuck, I did it again. That makes my wife happy. And I put in a podcast the whole time and just take a little mental break and I never have to feel guilty about it because I'm in there doing something that she wants me to do. I assume this is why my father mowed the fuck out of the grass when I was a kid. My dad would mow, he would mow mowed grass. You know what I mean? He'd just make up a spot in the yard that he thinks he missed and just get out there. But I get it. It's like, you're, you get a break, but you're also doing something beneficial to everybody. You're not just fucking off and being selfish. And I'm telling you, having established myself as the dominant cooker has already allowed me several 30-minute, sometimes it's 20-minute breaks a day that are really nice. Just to have me time, go listen to a true crime podcast, get freaked out about that happening to my family, cook some shit, come back in there. I'm super dad, just clearing it out in the head. You know what I mean? So those are my tips. Uh, And those are my realizations. Ten days of being a father. I know you're all sitting there laughing, thinking, oh, this boy has so much more to learn. And I do, and I can't wait to, man. This has been so exciting and so invigorating for me. And uh, because of that, uh, new podcast coming to the Substack first, and then we'll be everywhere. Oh, yeah, Daddy. That's the name of the podcast. It's going to be about me and my son. Well, it's not going to be about me and my son. It's not going to be like a docu-follow. It's a podcast. uh, I say it's for dads. But, like, it's it's me doing it, and uh, if you just look at my metrics on Instagram, Twitter, or whatever, I actually have more female followers than I have men. So um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be stuff I like and stuff, like, we're going to be talking about classic dad stuff. World War II, classic cars, right? But I'm not going full... Joe Bro Rogan on this shit. I just really like talking about history. I like talking about, you know, cool old classic cars. We're going to be talking about grilling, right? We're going to be talking a little golf. I'm not going to be coming every week and giving you updates on the FedEx Cup standings, but like, dads love golf. Dads love grilling. Dads love World War II, right? So we're going to mix all that together. We're going to have a segment with my buddy Robbie from Uncle Bod called the Dad Sports Minute. It's going to be five minutes long. We're going to talk about a little bit of sports, probably tease the pigskin picnic that's coming up. We're going to have a segment on Oh Yeah Daddy uh, that I think uh, every every dad does, which is the you know the the when you become a dad you start getting more back in my day like oh back in my day the you know this and that we didn't have that so my my segment's going to be called that ain't how it used to was <laughs> and I've already got a, a theme song for it um oh how did it go uh these days we got robot dogs and legal drugs but that ain't the way it used to was. So I'm just going to have a lot of fun with it. You all know me, and I make, like, when I get into something, that's my personality. 
And I've just decided that I'm not going to shy away from the fact that I'm going to be a corny dad. I'm going to lean into it. We're going to be doing dad jokes on the show. I'm going to be interviewing some of my buddies who are dads. You know, I was thinking off the top of my head, one of definitely one of the first guests will be our, our, our buddy Ron Funches. I just want to talk about being a dad. I want to make people laugh. And I also, what's really important to me to do with this podcast is to be... It's, I want it to be a nod to how dads stereotypically have always been, but at the same time, I want to push. I want to push an agenda forward of hey, new dads, my generation, we're supposed to be loving and we're supposed to be nurturing, and we're not going to do the thing that dads of old did, where we we dog our family. And we act like, oh, if I'd have never got married and had these kids, I'd be living at the beach. We're not going to do that. We're going to embrace family life. We're going to talk about the benefits of being a dad. Of course, there's some hardships. There will be some hardships. But, like, I want, I want it to be clear that this being a dad so far, 10 days, is the greatest thing I've ever done. I've never been more fulfilled in my life. From what I hear, it's only going to get better. It fulfillment wise, I know there's some hardships down the road. I know that when he turns into a teenager, he's going to hate me. I totally understand that, but I can't imagine. I, I already can't imagine my life without him. I don't want to imagine my life without him. Um, if me shifting into um, doing more quote unquote dad content affects my career, it's just going to affect my career because I'm changing my I'm, my personality is now. I'm a dad. And so going forward, I'm going to be doing a lot more shit uh, dad related. And I've, I want to start this. I want to start this podcast. Oh, yeah, daddy, to celebrate dadhood. But again, y'all know me. Um, it's not it's not going to be it might sound like it's geared just towards men, but it's going to be me doing my thing. So it's it's not I'm not like I said, I ain't going bro Rogan on it. We're going to you know, I love history and I think stereotypically dads love history. They World War II specifically, and I love history, and I want to do some stuff like that. But it's going to be under the umbrella of the Oh Yeah Daddy podcast. It's not going to take the place of any of the other stuff on this Substack. It's just something that I really want to do. Y'all will get it first. Y'all will probably get two episodes before it ever goes out to the major podcast platforms, um, and then it will go out to everybody. But y'all will always, the paid subscriber, y'all, y'all here on Substack will always get it. Number one, you'll get it early. Um, in the cases where it can be early, like if I have a week where I'm, I'm bogged down and I can't get it out early, you know, whatever, I'm sorry. But, but one thing is you will always get it ad free because obviously when it's on the other platforms, I have to make a living. Uh, it'll be, there'll be ads in it, but y'all will always get the version that is ad free because y'all pay to be here. That's a benefit that y'all get. You'll also get bonus stuff. I'll probably cut the show down to an hour going out on the main feed. I might leave a little slop in there for y'all. Uh, but it's going to be fun. I'm going to start working on the first episode this week. We've also got uh, the Redneck Bromance is making its return. I can't find the book. It's on my shelf somewhere. And also this week I will be working on Colonel Cornbread Visits, Benjamin Franklin. i got to see what Colonel Cornbread's up to. So I'm back at it. I'm glad to have y'all. Hope you enjoyed the tips. And I love y'all. And uh, go be a good daddy and hug your kids. And um, uh also, our hearts are with the victims in Nashville. It's truly insane, and I don't have much more to say that I haven't already said before, but it's ridiculous. It's senseless. Uh, there's no reason that this has to happen because in so many other countries it doesn't happen, um, and I don't know what we got to do, uh, but nothing ain't it.
Okay? Love y'all. Talk to you later. Bye.